Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. And we have a special guest. We do. It is our good friend Zach over at Captain Z's, which is a uh, cigar store here in the uh, St. Louis area in South St. Louis. Zach, how are you doing? Fantastic. Yourself, guys? Doing good. Doing Doing good. good. Now, I wasn't even going to take a shot at pronouncing your last name. How do you say that? Figliola. Figliola. There you go. Yeah, I I just sat and stared at it, and I'm like, it's probably Zach for the, for the best. <laughs> We're yeah. going with Zach. So, well, um, Zach, I really do appreciate you coming on with us today, and we're going to get into um, talking about an experience that you had, um, uh, I guess, a couple of years back, and then we're also going to talk about your shop there, and also PCA, and um, go into a, all that. But first off, Nick, it's Smoker's Choice. It is Smoker's Choice. So tonight, I will be smoking the. Diamond Crown Black Diamond from our friends over at J.C. Newman. My cigar is a uh, has a sun-grown um, Connecticut wrapper. It's Maduro, and it has a uh, binder and filler made up of Dominican Republic tobacco. And I'm smoking the 5 and a quarter by 56. I am going to be smoking the Perdomo Factory Tour Blend that I know nothing about except the f- that I like this cigar and I buy it over, you know, Captain Z's. There you go. So there you Fantastic go. Fantastic cigar. Unfortunately, discontinued. Oh, no. You're killing just, me, Zach. Just found out at the trade show. One of my oh, days I got to come over and clean you out then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, I have a couple of days before the show comes out, so I can do that. Uh, and then, and then, Zach, what are you going to be smoking with us on the show here? I'm smoking our Arturo Fuente Hemingway Signature Sun Grown. It's a um, Ecuadorian Sun Grown wrapper, uh, binder unknown, and filler Dominican Republic. Nice. Good deal. Nice. You guys have a really yeah. good selection of Fuente over there. Yeah, it's the uh, biggest moving brand for us. Yeah, I could believe that. You guys you guys really pack in the uh, the Fuentes and the Opus X and, and all those. So, yeah, I can see that. Well, why don't we go ahead and cut these cigars, Jeff? And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company. Dan's uh, got quite the activity going on there. The lounge has been... Uh, Busy and and active and boy, it was hopping the other night. I was going to say, and you know, he's got a lot of great cigars for everybody to try out. And did you prematurely cut there? I I actually did a cross cut on mine, so yes, I did. Jeff with the premature. Sorry, Dan. And uh, anyway, but guys, when you're in the St. Louis area, you want to swing by Dan the Man Ponder. Check out his humidor. He's got all kinds of fun stuff for you to uh, try and smoke. And uh, he's got that 1,500 square foot covered patio on nice days, kind of like today. Today was a decent day, a little humid, but otherwise it was a nice day to sit outside and have a cigar. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, do remember that Dan does mail order. So you can give Dan over at Riverman a call and either he or Miss Cindy or Little John will get you taken care of and get those cigars sent to you right away. So that is Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company. And with that, it's time that I go ahead and cut my cigar since... (laughs) Jeff prematurely might have jumped his. ahead. So anyway, okay. So now, uh, Zach, are you already uh, lit up there? Yeah, I lit up. Okay, five minutes before he called so me. So you're going to have to suffer through listening to us do our <laughs> cold draw and our cold retro hail, which is patented, by the way. Sounds good. It's really just the sound of Jeff sucking on his cigar. It's kind of disturbing. The listeners love it. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, people pay for that sometimes. <laughs> they pay extra. <laughs> oh God. What are you getting on yours? Raisins. I'm getting kind of like 
dark cocoa. Yeah, my Perdomo factory tour blend, I'm getting uh, raisins. Get, you getting like cocoa? Dark cocoa. Kind I of, mean, I've had the cigar. Dark cocoa and an earthy flavor on the black diamond there. Yeah, I've had the cigar a gazillion times, so it's it's one of my favorites. But it was Smoker's Choice, and I chose it. Well, there you go. I thought it was nice since it came from the store, you know, since we're talking to Zach here from well, Captain course. Z's. Of course. So uh, let's light up. We'll fire up our cigars here, catch up with you there, Zach, and then we'll get into the uh, story. My bad. I had premature. Uh, oh, no. Prematurely lit up. No That's worries, okay. brother. I like this cigar. I'm glad. I do. It's one of my go-tos. It really is. So uh, yeah, you're definitely gonna have to stock up then. Yeah, I yeah. am. That's a problem for me. <laughs> I'm gonna miss those myself. Yeah, it's a good stick. Good stick. So, yeah. so Zach, okay, I was over at your shop the other day, and I stopped in to get some leather rose from Deadwood. And yep. you had just gotten in. I think you said three of twenty boxes that you'd ordered. Uh, correct. Yeah, and I snagged one of those quickly <laughs> for uh, Kristen. But well, last time I was in, I cleaned him out of the uh, Romeo Julieta Nicaragua. Oh, that's the right. Toros. Yep. Yeah, he had like you got like one box of the Toros in, and uh, yeah. I just cleaned it off the shelf and and took that. So, yep. so that being said, we're sitting there talking, and I said, "Hey, dude, you know, like a couple of years ago, we tried to get you on the show, and you said, oh, about that.'" And it's from that point that I would like you to tell everyone the story that you told me that day in the shop. So uh, it was um, March, right when COVID became a thing. Yep. It was kind of a thing. And when we, uh, 19 of my friends and family members decided to go on this family cruise that we booked two years in advance. And uh, we were to San Juan first day, got on the, uh, stayed the night, got on the boat the next day. Uh, third day of the cruise ship, Wednesday. Wake up, and uh, something's not right in my stomach. I got some pain. We're supposed to go to a beach. Uh, I tell my girlfriend, Kelsey, I was like, I'm going to go back to bed. You guys go to breakfast, come back. If I'm feeling better, I'll go on the beach. If not, I'm just going to try to sleep it off. I go back to bed. She comes back like an hour later from breakfast. I'm still in pain. I was like, you guys just go to the beach. Uh, two of the people had cell phones turned on with international plans. I did not. Um Instead of when you get a hold of someone, I'll get a hold of someone. I went back to bed. About three hours later, I wake up in excruciating pain. Then I, need, I feel thirsty, so I try to get some water. I open my cabin door. I make it about two doors down. I'm hunched over with so much pain I can't walk. I stumble back to my cabin, grab the phone out of my safe, turn it back on. I try to get a hold of someone. Can't get a hold of anyone. They have no service on the island. Finally get a hold of someone. I'm just like, hey, can someone go to like, the pharmacy and get me a thermometer? They go to the pharmacy, come back on the boat. I have no temperature. My brother drags me down to the infirmary. Like I can barely walk. Uh, I have no fever there. They're like pushing on my stomach and stuff. They're like, we think you might have appendicitis, but it could be gastration. It could be constipation. Well, we, we're just not quite sure. Oh, my gosh. And uh, But they're like, we don't have imaging software, so you need to go to the hospital on the island. They're like... So they're pretty much like you can sign someone has to leave with you to get off the boat. So my mom and my daddy get off the boat with me. They also say that you're probably just constipated. You might just have gastritis. You probably they'll give you some pills, take care of you. You get on a plane, go to St. Thomas, you get back on the boat the next day. I told my girlfriend to stay on the boat, which was not a good choice, but <laughs> it happened. Get to this hospital. It took I held the boat up for like three and a half hours from departure because um, 
right when we left, COVID like blew up and it was all over the news and everything where it was barely in the news the week before. Yeah. And so the hospitals didn't want to accept me apparently because I was on a cruise ship and COVID became a thing overnight and um, finally get accepted to a hospital. Um, they stick, I'm one of like the few people that actually get a hospital room, if you want to call it that. It was like a corner. But uh, most people are getting like stitched up in the hallway on gurneys and stuff. Uh, in the island of Antigua, not um, the, the Dutch doctors tell me on the boat that if you're going to a hospital in the Caribbean, you're going to go to Barbados or Antigua, they're the two best hospitals. And uh, those are the best hospitals. I don't want to see the worst. Oh, but, my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so pretty much they come in, they hook me up to an IV. I'm in this room. Uh, they take some two vials of blood to do some blood tests. They say, we're going to give you an ultrasound. I'm in this room with the ultrasound machine. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how are they going to give me an ultrasound? Because all the wires of this ultrasound are pulled out the back and spliced together. Uh-uh. Uh, there's holes in every wall. Um, they leave me in there for three hours. They come back and they say, our ultrasound machine's broke. We're going to have to give you a CAT scan instead. Uh-uh. By this time, when they came back three hours later, my IV bed has been dry for two hours. They gave me a jug to piss in because I wasn't allowed to leave the room because I thought I had COVID. Uh, I opened up the jug. I was pissing in the trash can. The needles, they were taking my blood, were going into the trash can with the paper towels. Um, there was no soap in the sink in the room, no soap in mom's said in the ladies' bathroom. My dad said there's no soap in the men's bathroom. Uh, just not a very hygienic place to be. Come back three hours later, they say, actually, our CAT scan machine's broken. Of course. Based off medical practice, we're going to give you the surgery, anyways. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, now Nick knows I, why I wanted you to come on and tell the story. I was like, um, when they, they told me the ultrasound machine was broken, I told my dad to go out to the street and book the first flight off the island. I want a second opinion on whatever they say in America. So he booked every single flight going home the next day and got us a hotel. When I tell the doctors in Antigua, because here's the thing is, my white blood cell count was 14, which is supposed to be 10 or below. Uh, I never had a fever the entire time, which is like the number one indicator for appendicitis. So like I was arguing that you don't know what it is. I could be constipated. You can't look inside me. You have no way to look inside me, but based off medical practice, cause you're pushing on my stomach, you're going to give me an appendectomy. I was like, I would like to get a second opinion. I was, so I was like, look, I was like, I just need one pain pill. I need one antibiotic pill. I got a hotel for the night. I got the fir- first flight off the island. And they're like, you can't fly in your condition. And they're like, I'm like, no, I uh, would like to uh, be released. And like, no, I was like, I'd like to be signed out against medical advice. And like, we can't, we won't do that. They're like, we'll call the airport and tell them you can't, you're not medically put to fly home. And I was like, well, so they were asking about my tattoos and they were in processing me. And I have an engineering castle um, from when I was in the uh, uh, National Guard. I deployed to Afghanistan in 2014. Yeah. They kept asking me about my, Oh, OEF tattoo. And they're like, Oh, you're a veteran. And then processing. I'm like, yeah. So when I'm trying to sign out, I'm like, look, they're like, they're like, we will not discharge you from this hospital. You are not allowed to leave. And I was like, look, I've asked like three times to be released against medical advice. If you do not release me, I'm calling the U S embassy and telling them you're illegally detaining a U.S. citizen and a U.S. veteran. And she looked at me and she goes, you'll really do that. And I was like, it's the first call I'm going to make when you walk out this door. She's like, I'll have to call the head doctor to the hospital to do that 
And I was like, well, I guess you're going to have to make that call. So they're leaving the room again. And they're like another hour. And they come back and they're like, okay. So the head doctor of the hospital said, we'll let you sign yourself out against medical advice under the terms of your mom's got to sign as a witness, the nurse practitioner's got to sign as a witness, and you got to sign as a witness. And we'll give you no pain pills, no antibiotics, and no uh, paperwork saying you're at this hospital in this country. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, yeah. So, signed myself out, went to the hotel, got on the first... Oh, here's the great part. Two more parts of this. So, when we, you walked in the door to this hospital, it was $1,800 up front or there was no treatment. <laughs> so, like, no matter what's happening to you, if you don't have money, there's no treatment for without money. So, we swiped a credit card, $1,800 to, you know, get seen. Mm -hmm. My dad's out front. This room was like a closet. My dad's claustrophobic. And so he's like, I got to stand out front. I can't be in this room with all these doctors because it was not a lot of room in this closet. And uh, this guy comes in. And he's like, I need medical attention. I need medical attention. And they're like, we need payment. We need payment. He's like, you don't understand. I'm pissing blood. And they're like, you don't understand. We can't treat you. We don't have payment. So this guy whips it out. This is blood down the main entrance of the hallway, 25 feet, and out the front door because uh, uh, they wouldn't treat him. And they wow. rolled a roll of paper towels over it. And then I shit you not, when I when I finally got discharged from that hospital, I had to step over those paper towels covered oh. in blood three, three hours later. Oh, my gosh. Um, and this is yeah. one of the best hospitals of the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Yeah. Um, not a very... Uh, pleasant experience doesn't sound like so, it. get on the flight we, we have a layover in my oh the other thing is my dad books every ticket he keep, doesn't tell me that him and mom's boarding passes confirmed mine doesn't ever confirm oh no so when you get on when you're on a cruise ship they assign you like an advocate when you get off to make sure you know nothing bad happens to you when you get on the, to the hospital in the island he picks you up from the ship takes you to the hospital and everything oh <sighs> I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he was like the man. He knew everyone. He literally walked us up to customs. They're like, they're having a family emergency. They're flying home. There's something's wrong with their grandmother. Gets me through customs. Gets my ticket printed because mine didn't confirm. Mm -hmm. We're wow. sitting in the sitting in the airport in Antigua. And five minutes before the board flights, they call mine and two other people's name. For, and they're like, please approach the counter with your bag. So I'm thinking, fuck, the hospital called the airport. They told them I was on, I'm on a no-fly list. Yeah. Uh, apparently I got flagged by Homeland Security and had to go through additional searches. Oh. All my bags got dumped. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was kind of wigging because I didn't, was like, oh, why, why are they calling me up to the counter? And then like pulled me into the side room and like dumped all my bag and explosive residue swiping everything in my bag and, uh, get to Miami four hour layover. My dad's like, you want to go to the house in Miami? Everything on the TV is saying Miami is the epicenter of the pandemic. I'm like, I'm not going to a Miami hospital. I'm waiting four hours. We're going home to St. Louis, going to the hospital. Got got in 11 o'clock at night. Um, got to the hospital. Get a CAT scan within five minutes. Your appendix three times the size it's supposed to be. They're like, your surgery is slot up to like 1.30 in the morning. Apparently three people came in with stab wounds. I got bumped till 12 o'clock the next day. So when my appendix came in, it was three times the size. It looked like a wire uh, wicker basket. And by the time they removed it, I had the wire frame left in under the basket. Wow. It had just um, disintegrated on you. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is when I 
five minutes before our flight took off in Miami, I went to use the bathroom, and I knew that's when it went bad because uh, my piss kind of turned the color of Gatorade orange. Oh, God. And uh, I was like, yep, that's in the stomach. That's yep. in the bloodline. That's and, uh, not good. Missed a month of work. Uh, then I was on five-pound restrictions for three weeks, 10-pound restriction lifting for three weeks, 15-pound restriction for three weeks. And, yeah. Wow. Even when I went back to work, it was, I was kind of useless. Well... Crazy story, I mean, right? You got a good excuse for not coming on with for us missing before. the episode of yeah, the show. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah. It's probably... And then apparently when I got back, they're like, "Hey, this guy called twice. They want you to do an interview on the podcast." And I was like, "I'm in no shape." To do yeah, this no. Right now. no, 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 that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. So, but I'm, I'm so glad I'm, to, I'm glad you're still here to talk to us. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the craziest stories of my life. So. Oh my gosh! Now I, I got a follow up question, completely off subject on the the medical stuff, and Nick may have some for that. But uh, you mentioned that you were an engineer. Were you uh, combat or horizontal? Horizontal. Now you were with the six sixty first, were you? Uh the two twentieth. Okay, the two twentieth. I embedded with the six sixty first, which is the National Guard unit out of uh, Sparta, and I went down with them to uh, El Paso when they did their training to go to Afghanistan. Um, so I didn't know if you had, uh, if you were part of that unit or who you were with. So two twenties engineering company. And then I finished my, uh, six years with the, um, 1438th out of Macon bridging company. So you got your 20 in. No, I did. Uh, I did my six. Oh, you did six. Okay. I'm young or eight, two years inactive. I'm only 29. I was going to say, man, I'm like, I don't think he's old enough to have gotten 20. Man, I'll tell you, some of these guys get done and they look young at 38. So yeah. I'm saying. No, I just look old at 29. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't feel bad. I look old at 51. So so how did you get into like cigars? And now, you're, now let me let me paint the picture for for folks who aren't familiar with Captain Z's. So it's it's kind of like your corner liquor store and then you have a really nice humidor in the back. So, so you kind of, you're not like a lounge, like a typical lounge, like you don't have seating and stuff for folks to like, you know, hang out and smoke at and everything, but, uh, but you have a really good selection of cigars and then also, you know, folks can pick up their, their bottles of spirits and everything. So like, how did you get into, uh, how did you get into all that? Uh, well, my lap, it's my family's business. Okay. So, uh, my dad opened the stores, um, the three, the three original stores in, uh, 97, uh, they were a smoke shop. Honestly, how we got into cigars is, was in, I think it was 99. So we used to be real big into pipe tobacco back in the nineties. Yeah. Lane pipe tobacco, uh, Louie, the Fuente rep Louie. He's not the St. Louis rep anymore, but he's still around. Um, my dad was always big with Lane and in the late nineties when Fuente wasn't signing accounts, Louie became, went from the Lane rep to the Arturo Fuente rep and said, Thomas, I'm going to open you up direct with Fuente and open this up when they weren't opening accounts up and been ever since we've been uh we had a little closet humidor at the original shop next to rv city on telegraph we used to be a smoke shop there we moved to our current location 15 years ago where captain's is now yeah changed the name because apparently smoking has negative condensation and the tanning salon didn't want to go in because smoking causes cancer but tanning for some reason doesn't <laughs> right yeah right yeah so and now, did you did you mention you have other stores too? We yeah. have one in Crystal City. Okay, I uh, was not aware of that. Uh, so you definitely come to the nicer of the two locations. That's the original one of the original stores. Um, been wanting to move and expand it for a while, but can't find a place within a square mile to 
moving because you don't want to lose your customer base. Well, yeah, yeah. you need so to stay I got close. about I got three times the size humidor than they have. Still, not, it's a nice little humidor, but like it's little. It's, they don't have the variety I got. But anything I sell up there, for the most part, can be shipped down there if people want it down there. Gotcha. So if you get a request from Crystal City for something you have up at the South County location, no, no harm, no foul. They can get it down there. Yep, I will transfer it down to them, take it there, put it in their humidor that night, and uh, be there for you. Um, not next day, but I, I move product between the store once a week, and so they'd be like, hey, I got someone asking for, I don't know, my father's, you know, Los Angeles Toro. They don't carry them. I'll bring them down there for them, put it in their humidor. Gotcha. Good try, deal. Try to, try, to, try to keep the customers happy, now, right? Now, were you, so were you smoking cigars before you started taking care of the humidor, or did you start taking care of the humidor and then start smoking cigars or a little from column A, a little from column B? So um, my father always smoked Arturo Fuente 858s. That's what I remember him growing up. Um, that's what I started smoking. Um, then when I was younger, I smoked a bunch of like Drew State acids and stuff, you know, being like 18. Yeah. Like blending my palate into like, I don't smoke so much flavored cigars anymore, but I still do every once in a while. More of a, I started with then birds into like Connecticut's and then started doing sun grown and now I'm as, I'm every, I'll smoke whatever I like it all Maduro I like triple Maduro I like a cigar for every occasion right sometimes a nice Connecticut in the morning yep started off light can't go too dark don't want to get nicotine sick early in the morning um but now I'm big on Fuente and then honestly when I started smoking a bunch of cigars this was in 2014 when I was overseas. I smoked like five a day just out of boredom. So operating equipment, smoking cigars, you know, playing cards every night, smoking cigars. It was <laughs> go, go to the gym or smoke cigars or do something, you know, go yeah. to work, smoke cigars. Because they also, they send 12 guys out with three pieces of equipment to go do a job. And like, well, five of us are working. The rest of us are sitting around, you know, playing cards, smoking joking <laughs> now were you were you stationed mainly at bagram were you out at a fob i was stationed out of calf and then i was at mostly at papa sob uh horizontal construction engineer 2014 so-called end of the war we were tearing everything down mm. returning it to the uh you know what it was but at pretty much digging holes and starting fires so you, were you dismantling fobs? Is that what you were doing at that point? Uh, yeah, we tore them down. Yep. Uh, my platoon tore down Bob uh, Basab. Uh, third platoon tore down Shindad Airfield. First platoon tore down um, Leatherneck, Camp Leatherneck of the North. That was always in the south. Oh, and okay. like a, there's a mountain right at Calf, and it's literally like a 15-helicopter ride over the mountain, and it's a four-and-a-half-hour drive around the mountain. We drove it, took all the equipment with us. Yep. And uh well, and, and 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 I don't know how much you want to get into it, but those drives were not, uh, you weren't out for a Sunday drive on a scenic route. Not at all. No. I mean, our first convoy, our most experienced driver, I think, popped five tires, but yeah, there's there's no traffic laws over there. They're, they drive in the incoming traffic, they drive off-road and cut you out. I mean, it's, yeah, crazy. I hate driving out there. Not fun. No, I was like, I'd rather, rather sit in a gunner turret. <laughs> oh, absolutely. At least yeah. you feel like you have a little bit of control over what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's just no traffic laws. They swerve in and out of you. They go off road, cut you off. Go into income, oncoming traffic, cut you off. It's a, uh, yeah. yeah. Any of there, 
you would think with a convoy, you know, heavily armed like that, that they would steer clear of you, but that wasn't the case. Not at all. Not when I was over there. When you were in country there, um, you you were talking about smoking cigars. Did you bring cigars with you? Was your dad shipping them to you? Were they readily available at the base you were at? So um, you go to like the uh, the British PX and buy Cubans. Where they were in the cabinet humidor and all very dry, crusty critters. Hmm. Uh, there was some officer, not from my unit. I don't know what unit he was from. He was like, boys, these are the best cigars you're ever going to buy. And I was like, I want to buy a single cigar out of that cabinet. And he's like, you don't know good tobacco. Then I'm like, they're not properly humidified, sir. And he's like, you just don't know what you're talking about. I was like, my family owns uh, cigar shops back home, and I wouldn't smoke anything out of that humidor. It's all desert dry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, so uh, Cigars for Warriors actually shipped me a bunch of packages. That's awesome. Yep, I'm glad so, to um, hear that. We, we've, we've actually done some projects with them, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, they shipped me some. Uh, we donate to them every year. Just, uh, I'm not even sure the dollar amount. My father writes a check to them every year. Uh, funny thing, they were at the show. They're like, oh, our son hasn't received our package. Hasn't received your package. He signed up for our platoon package for his platoon. And it was, I was over there. I signed up for it right when we got over there. It was like three months. And the next thing I know, I got a package. And then the next week I got a package. And the next week I got a package. And the next week I got a package. <laughs> they hooked you up. Well, I'm, the mail's the mail. The mail was slow. There. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And, and like we're bouncing around different fobs, so like they might have sent it to one fob, and then so it's and, chasing you. Yeah. Yeah, it's chasing me, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I have like four hundred cigars, and I'm just like, I got to go to the PX and my uh, bags, plastic bags, and I'm like, I'm like, I call my, I, I Skype my father, and I'm like, hey, I need you to send me Bovita packs because like. I'm pouring water bottles on these uh, paper towels and trying to, you know, humidify them because I didn't have, I didn't expect to get 400 cigars within three weeks of each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You were popular though, I bet with those. Yeah. Uh, literally. Cause you can't bring it. They won't let you bring them back. That's the other thing. They wouldn't let me bring them back. Oh. Um, I literally had a sign on my, uh, when we were back at CAF on my uh, little conics box living space, I was like, please cigars, please knock. Cause I was just giving them out all the time because it was like, they, sh- they mostly showed up like right, three months. So we were supposed to be there nine months and the war was quote unquote over, right? Under the administration. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we were supposed to be there nine. We got cut six because there's supposed to be no engineers left in Afghanistan by uh, January 1 of 2015. I'm not complaining. My deployment got cut short, but uh, I thought I was going to have a lot more time to smoke said cigars. Wow. I gave them away. And then the, the other thing is I like try to check, um, uh, some torch lighters that I brought with me in my underback of the plane, and they would not let me fly home with three of those torch lighters. So I lost all them. Man. I could fly. I could fly with a M4 under my seat on the plane, but I couldn't have a torch lighter checked in my underbag. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We've lost some torch lighters coming back from uh, Vegas uh, from, from TPE. From TPE. Yeah. Dude, so I lost. That? I lost my torch lighter going down to Vegas in my underbag. It took my cutter and my torch out of there, and I had a plastic bag full of Bovitas in the check bag, and uh, yeah, they got taken. Oh, oh my gosh! And then on the way home, I accidentally flew back with a cutter and lighter in my carry-on, and they didn't catch it. <laughs> See, ours when we were at TPE, one of the uh, one of the cigar manufacturers was giving out um, you know sample bags, you know, for us to get the cigars and try on the show kind of thing. Well, they had they had uh, lighters in the bag. But they didn't mention that. They were just in the gift bag. So we put it in with the rest of our cigars in my carry-on. Didn't think twice about it. Yeah, I got, I got pulled out at the, T, at the TSA checkpoint. So 
They they took our two uh, really really nice lighters. I it was I was heart sick about it. It's unfortunate. No yep. butane yeah. in either one, but because they sparked, that was apparently yeah. all it took. So I also had like this pretty thick nub cutter that I used tonight, and I'm just like, how did I get past with this? That's what I was wondering. But yeah, wow. I didn't even realize it was in my bag because I didn't even know. Uh, my girlfriend Kelsey and my father went to the show with me this year, and um, she was just grabbing stuff they were handing us and throwing in my, you know, like my, my uh, satchel. And I didn't even realize I got this cutter, and that's I walked right through TSA with it and didn't even catch it. Wow! I, I didn't even have any clue I had it until like literally I go to get my headphones out of my bag on the plane. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Yeah. Now speaking <laughs> of Vegas, we were just there, like we said, for TPE. But you were just there for PCA, correct? Correct. And uh, get, if you don't mind, give us your, your highlights on the show, what you thought, you know, yada, yada. Anything that stood out to you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I think it had, had one of the, the lower levels of turnouts in previous shows I've been to. And I've been to, uh, I've been to, been to six of the last seven. I don't know. So. Not as big a turnout as usual. Um, I wish there was a bigger turnout. It's important for all the members to come and actually turn out to the show because the cigar industry is a small industry. It's not some massive corporation and we need support. And the PCA is vital to our industry because they lobby for our rights and to stop laws that are imposing on our cigars to be do it to um they spend a ridiculous amount of money lobbying Congress all the time. Yeah. And it's important that we all come together as one to help fight Congress on imposing legislation on our industry. It was a, I, it was it was a good show, but it was one of the less crowded shows. I was able to get in and get out faster than I usually am. Usually, I'm struggling for three, four days to get it all done in one sitting, and I was pretty much done in two days this time. I'm glad people showed up, came out for the event. And it, I had a good event. I had a good show. I got to uh, talk with lots of owners, talk with lots of, you know, the blenders. It's, just, it's, it's overall good for the industry. It, we, need to, we need to ramp up attendance like it was in the past years. Well, I wonder, it, you know, look, we're, we're still kind of on the tail end of a lot of pandemic stuff or still in the thick of it, depending upon how much you want to, you know, buy into uh, the, the, the fervor in St. Louis City and County now. And then, um, back to mass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, with, with TPE being two months prior because they got pushed from January to May, you know, I wonder how many manufacturers chose one over the other. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I kind of, I, I, I'm of the opinion and, and you can correct me if, you know, you think I'm wrong, but like, I'm of the opinion that look, you know, the first one out of the gate was probably going to be kind of light just because of everything going on. But then, you know, I'm hoping maybe next year it picks back up a little bit. I am too. I am too. It's, um, there's not, there's not a time that most people in the industry can all get together at one time, you know, share ideas and new products. I've always loved the show. I have a great time. Every time I go to the show, there's a network, you get to be with other people in the industry. Uh, and the PCA is vital. I mean, we have solidarity in numbers, right? I mean, the big four didn't go to the show. Yeah. I hope they. I hope they. I hope they come back to the show. I really do. I'm not. I understand we have our indifferences in the, in the uh, organization, but it needs to be settled because at the end of the day, we're a very, we're, we're a very small industry, and we all have to come together 
to fight for our rights against legislation coming down on us. Well, and we're, we're very cognizant of that here, being from Illinois and having uh, one of our senators be Dick Durbin. You dick! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, Land of the tax and death, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking the, of Dick... The People's Republic of Illinois. Speaking of Dick Durbin... You dick! Jeff, do you uh, have any, any updates on Dick Watch? Uh, still no call from Dick Durbin. You dick! Okay. We, we have invited... Zach, we've invited Dick Durbin... You dick! ...to go with us on a fact-finding mission down to Honduras and tour a cigar factory. And thus far, he has not responded to that invitation. Of course not. We no. we want him to see the people that he's hurting with his legislation because he thinks he's hurting, you know, old fat white guys. I mean, that's what he thinks Work, in his head. Working class people. Yes. And, three hundred yeah. hands to make one cigar, right? Exactly. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You get it. You're taking three hundred people's livelihoods out of there, out of the equation. Yeah. You think well, you have a crisis at the southern border now? Wait until you shut down the one one industry down there that's working. Correct. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. That, but that's Dick Durbin for you. You dick. So, 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 what uh, did you see at the trade show that maybe you know revved your engine a little bit? Was there anything exciting that you're looking forward to? And I ordered tons of you know show exclusives. They all be shipping in through now through the end of the year. Um, lots of lots of PCA exclusive products, which is awesome. Uh, Brought brought some brands back that we stopped carrying for a while. Brought uh, opened some new brands. Uh, been bringing a lot of new stuff in the humidor. Uh, just man, where are you going to fit it all in there? Your uh, humidor is pretty it's packed like, as it is. Pl- plain touches, right? <laughs> There's very <laughs> little space touches. for Nick and I because we're men of size, and <laughs> like we're almost practically knocking cigars off the shelves just trying to walk in there. I mean, you have a ton of cigars in there, that's for sure. See, I really love cigars and. Uh, when I took the humidor over there six years ago, I uh, six years ago yesterday, six years ago yesterday, I started opening oh. accounts and putting brands in. And I used to work at the uh, the Crystal City store five years before that, and then I've been at the uh, Telegraph location six years. Uh, Sunday. Very cool. Well, happy yep. anniversary then. There you no, go. Thanks. So, and uh, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to squeeze it all in. As you see, I have all my boxes fit the skinniest way possible, but move some volume in there um need a bigger humidor hopefully one day but uh i got i just picked up we got what was in the past two months we got ashlands in we got uh um, jre in we got uh espinoza just shipped in alec we got some alec bradley coming back in that we talked to at the show talked to bradley um we used to have them they fell off our radar a few years back when i took over because at the time there was no rep calling on us and yeah I took over a new location, started doing cigar orders. They got lost in the sauce, and so looking forward to that. But uh, just I'm always trying to get rid of stuff that's not selling and bring in stuff that people are asking for. And I like smoking tons of varieties of tobaccos and uh, brands and everything in between. So try to bring in what I like, right? No, that's that's what, what the people ask for. That's yep. exactly what it's about. Well, and you touched on something just there about you know that you didn't have a rep calling on you. You know, one of the things during COVID that seemed to have really slowed down was um, reps doing doing any sort of contact with their with their stores and everything. Have you found that there are brands that maybe because the rep is, has gone MIA or something that maybe you know you, you've uh, 
not necessarily phased out, but maybe downsized or something like that? Or, and, or has that not really played a role in your, uh, your ordering? So, look, if, if I had every single cigar that I probably sold, I probably have no room to go with them. But the mm-hmm. back-ordered list, back-orders, look, there's, we're in a cigar boom every 25 years, right? Yeah. Roughly speaking. We're in, a, we're in a, I don't know if it's a full-on boom or a mini-boom, but cigars are booming. I quit it to more people are staying home, working from home, and have more time to smoke. Uh, or just, you know, working at home and smoking all day while they're on their computer doing their work. But, like, I order every company for the most part. The end of every month, I keep I try to keep three months of on hand sales of what what we sold in the past three months. I try to rebuild up to that three months. But it, like we said, you can't rush the hands of time. It takes three hundred people to make one cigar. If they, they don't got the tobacco, they're not going to speed up the aging process. You can't speed up the aging process on the exactly. tobacco. Trust me, I order everything. Something like usually me keeping three months of back stock for the most part kept me out of running out of stuff. But COVID sales, COVID. The sales are so up so much across the board and liquor and tobacco. Like, I keep ordering everything, and I got hundreds of things on back order. And trust me, I want to have your product because, in the end of the day, if I don't have what you want, I can't make money. Exactly. Like, I, I try to order, but please be patient. You can't rush the hands of time on tobacco. It's just they got to naturally ferment. It takes three hundred from seed to seed to final product. Three hundred people have worked on your cigar to get get it to your shop. It's. I wish I had everything I I could have to sell, but it's it's not how the world works. Have you so. found that customers have maybe um, adapted? Like maybe you have a customer that comes in and he just loves a specific cigar, but he loves it in the Toro, and maybe the like you know, and the Toro just isn't just you just can't get your hands on that. Have they shifted to the Robusto, or have they? So I've explored done lots around? of that. I've I've done lots of well. My rep says they have Robustos in stock. I know you smoke Toros. You want me to order your Robustos in? I can get you Robustos. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Some people just get mad. You don't have what they want. But I, trust me, I want to have what you want Want to smoke. Definitely. I, if I don't have your product, I can't make money. But like, hopefully the back orders will start getting better. I think they are. But um, you just can't rush them hands of time. Exactly. And I, I order everything every month. We're cranking it out. I got cigars coming in every day, and I like just today. I had uh, seven cases of cigars show up. All of them were back orders. Like I, they, they sh- as soon as they hit Tampa, they ship them out in the order they were ordered to the to the accounts. And okay. I know I, I know they're busting their asses trying to get cigars to to retailers, and I'm I just keep trying to order to get the cigars to the consumer. It's all you Same can problem do. With liquor. Same yeah. problem with liquor, and every, anything imported is just taking extra time to get in the country too. Wow, and you know, pr- production was cut last year because of COVID. Uh, socially distanced everyone, so we got multiple factors stacking up on backwarders. But have you found that um, there's a lot of uh, ones that maybe when you reach out to do your orders, they uh, we hear about box shortages is what I'm getting at. Have you found that maybe some ple- people have shifted to bundles and just told you, hey, can you just keep one box for the shelf and just refill it and uh, uh, Lot, lots of companies, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, at the end of the day, as long as you're getting me the product, I'm okay. I can keep the box and keep refilling it. Yeah. And uh, I do that for the most part anyways because, like I said, I'm I'm trying to fit everything in the smallest way possible. So most of my boxes, I cut the tops off of them. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to be able to display them in their you know beautiful artwork and tabs and everything, but I'm going for... Um, most space possible, most facings, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, you, you stack them high and low in there. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're fitting them in. Absolutely. 
Well, uh, so so people out there listening, hearing about your stores, how how do they uh, reach out to you? Give them your location, addresses, uh, phone number, anything you want to, and then any of uh, the social media contacts and things that you might have. So not big on social media, but we do got Captain Z's Facebook on Facebook, Telegraph, and Crystal City location. The addresses are twenty eight seventy four Telegraph Road, St. Louis, Missouri, five twenty Bailey Road, Crystal City, Missouri. Telegraph's phone number is 314-487-9992. Uh, the Bailey Road one is, let me pull that up real fast because okay. I used to have it memorized and I don't have it memorized anymore. It's uh, 636-933-0761. And we have Captain Z's Telegraph and Captain Z's Crystal City on Facebook. And if you leave me a name and phone number and it's someone I do business with, I will do my best to get in whatever they sell that I do not carry for you. Very cool. Um, we do 15% off 15 or more cigars. You can mix and match. It's our box discount, but you can mix and match. And uh, bundles are already discounted on the SKU. So. Very cool. And then um, just real quick to touch on the liquor side, we have a number of listeners that really enjoy, you know, whiskeys and bourbons and that sort of thing with their cigars. They also like, uh, for the most part, like to hear me get liquored up on the show, which well, I did one time. One time. but One time? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he got just ribbed on the show one time i the tequila was too smooth it was it was a lot of tequila yeah. but anyway me and tequila stay away from kidding <laughs> uh same here now yeah yeah um, the bourbon bourbon's my best friend so so okay so is there any kind of special uh uh bourbons or whiskeys or anything that you maybe have in stock that you want to highlight so i'm drinking actually right now old elk weed at age five years captain z's barrel pick cast strength 116.3 we still got about a third of the barrel left. It yielded 180 bottles. I think there's about 60 of them left. Uh, both both locations have the bottle. Uh, 79, 39, I believe, plus sales tax. Um, the, if you get the regular stock, it's uh, 92 proof versus the 116, and they're 74.99. Gotcha. It's a great. Lots of lots of back end notes. Cast strength. It's a beautiful bourbon. Uh, we did a COVID barrel pick. They mailed us three 187 milliliter bottles. We got to try and pick which one we wanted instead of going to the distillery. Uh, they sent us a 112, a 114, and a 116. We we went with 116.3. Cool. That's a great bourbon. Pairs very well with the full time smoking nights. I'm actually doing some right now. Well, yeah, let, let's circle up about the cigars here real quick. So um, I've got the uh, Diamond Crown, the Black Diamond. I'm about halfway on mine, and uh, a lot of dark chocolate, um, kind of leathery notes to it. Jeff, your Perdomo? I'm doing the Perdomo Factory Tour blend. It's a good, uh, you know, shade-grown Connecticut, and I just, it's a great cigar. It's creamy, smooth. You know, Super I just, it's, it's one of my go-tos. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite Perdomos. I'm, I'm and again, sad, it's 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 now go. discontinued. That oh, that <laughs> yeah, just they, crushes they me. Ran, I literally tried to order from Nick Perdomo at the show, and he said I ran out of the tobacco. I will not put another tobacco in my cigar and call it the same thing. Because it's unfortunate. We knew it was coming, but it, it's finally here. Because uh, I was trying to order like twenty boxes at the show, and he's like, "We don't got any left." He's Ugh. like, "So I'm replacing them once they all run out. We're going to have the ten uh, year anniversary sun drones coming for them." Oh, okay. Um, Those are good cigars. Uh, yep, very good. I smoked my first one of the show. Really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I and know that. This, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, on this Fuente, I was getting a little bit of leather in the first quarter, but this second half is all spice. It's, it's fantastic. Nice, nice. Now, I do want to mention, 
um, as we wrap up here, we we brought a or had a friend in town a few months back, and he was actually uh, came in for our uh, listener appreciation Tuesday that we do, which is uh, once a month. We have a listener on and talk to him about you know their cigars and what they like and their shops that they have in their hometowns and whatnot. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Lupe. Am I right it there, Nick? It was Lupe, yep. We brought Lupe by your store, and he loaded up on some liquor because he couldn't believe the prices you had compared to his stores back home in Chicago. So uh, the whole thing I was told growing up with my father is pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. So if you keep an honest price and everything and you move it in volume, you'll be around forever. The people that are greedy, they don't last in business. Nice. Well, so I mean... I try, he, to, I try to keep a low margin and move it in volume and... Just keep it turning. Well, he was definitely really impressed with your prices, and I know he walked out with uh, quite a few cigars and some some whiskey and yep. you know whatever else. So no, he we appreciate he, you bringing him by. Oh no, I mean it was it was a no brainer. So guess what, motherfucker? Well, hey man, we normally do a segment on uh, Fridays here uh, where we talk about three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week. And I don't know if uh, you have time and want to participate in that with us, but you're more than I'm welcome. I'm down. All right. I will participate. So it's time for three cigars that we have smoked and enjoyed this week. And uh, basically, it's just an opportunity to highlight three cigars that we liked and give them a shout out. So, Jeff, are you prepared? Or I am prepared. All right. Well, you want to go ahead and go first? I had a nice Perla Del Mar the other day. Oh, okay. Yep. From our friends down at J.C. Newman yep. and... You know, it's just, it's a Corojo, so it's a little bit of a stretch for me, but it was a really, really good cigar that, you know, I I picked some up when we were down at the, uh, you know, down touring the factory and whatnot, you know, down when we were at Tampa at Ybor City, and just love that cigar. Very cool. And uh, Zach, you want to go next? Uh, I smoked a Christoph JT Especial Women Edition yesterday. Yeah, it was very, very tasty. Very tasty. Uh, we got them. In the, we literally got them in the shop last Friday and uh, smoked them yesterday. Fantastic. Very They're on the uh, right up front on the little display table. OK, very cool. Uh, my first one for this week is the EP Carrillo. It's a uh, Alensos, Alensios. It's a real dark Maduro cigar. Man, it was it was a nice, good cigar. A lot of good flavor notes to it. And I really enjoyed it. And. You know, the the EP Carrillos, man, it's hard to find a bad cigar from them. There you go. And then uh, for me, my next cigar is going to be the Leaf by Oscar Connecticut. Ah. Yeah. Creamy, fantastic. nutty, just great, great all-around cigar. And I, I always get a kick out of people when they buy that one for the first time, and they're trying to figure out, do I smoke it with the leaf on it? <laughs> it's kind of I fun watch, to watch I them. watch multiple people walk out my store and light that thing up and just, whoo. <laughs> I started having to tell people you got to take the leaf off when they when we first got them in. Yeah, yeah, nice craziness. It it is it, it is confusing because it's got a band on the leaf and then a band on the cigar, so it does, it does make people think that that's you know just the way the cigar is. So yeah, interesting. So Zach, what's your second one? I smoked a. We'll stick with Oscar. I smoked a Oscar McFly. Ooh, um, mm. I got a sample at the trade show. I smoked that on. Friday, I think, maybe Saturday. How was that? Really good, medium bodied, super super smooth. Um, it was great. Uh, I'm looking forward. Ordered every uh, all three sizes. Uh, I think they're coming in Q3 and the Q3. So I'm packaging looking. looks amazing on them, just like the uh, Back to the Future logo. Nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're gonna, I I'm, think they're going to go. I'm definitely looking forward to trying that. I yeah. mean, you know, I really like what Oscar puts out, but, you know, you, you kind of hooked the nerd in me with the Back to the Future there. So <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. I love that. One of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, see? Love those it, it just doesn't stay in the test of time, guys. Anyway, <sighs> Jeff's wrong. <laughs> but no, it's a great movie. Great it is. Movie. It I literally is. just watched them all like three weeks ago again. See? He just watched them. I, just, just, I so tried, great. man. I couldn't bring myself to even get through. I made it through the first one and like the first right is, into the, the first second is one. the best. The first is the best. The second's eh. The third's it's out there, but I still love them all. I don't know. It's childhood reminiscing, I guess. But yep. I still got the DVD three pack uh, collection that I got when I was like nine. See, Jeff, you just don't have any fun in your soul anymore. Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah. So my second one is the uh, Zeno Nicaragua from Davidoff, and it's a good cigar. It's kind of light. But it's got some spice. I, to I watched it you light that up the other night. I yep. say it's light, but Not it's got a little spice to it. it, and that's exactly it. It's got a great price point on that cigar, so it's definitely a nice one to uh, cut that dollar cost average a little bit yep. and uh, still get a really good smoke. And I, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to our studio sponsor, JRE Tobacco, who you mentioned earlier, by the way. Uh, that you, you're Trey's getting awesome. their cigars in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've had I've had them for three months now. That's awesome. We picked up uh, three three more facings of them at the show. Well, awesome. I, I'm I, you know I had the uh, the Cameroon and it, people are probably sick of me talking about the Cameroon guys. If you haven't tried the Cameroon, you got to light that thing up. That's my next one I'll smoke then because I got one in the bag inside. The oh, you're, dude, you're it, you're absolutely gonna love it. Can't wait to try it. So, what's your last one this week, Zach? Let me think. Smoke too much cigars. I did smoke one of those uh, Padermo 10-year Maduros, and that's just an, a fantastic cigar, too. I think I like it a little bit more than the Sun Growing, but uh, both, of, both of them are very good. Yeah, I would... It was a Figurado I smoked. I would probably agree with you, because um, um, on the 10-year, the, the Maduro, I think it's just a hair better than that Sun Grown. Um, there's just so much going on with that Maduro, man. It's just It's got some great flavors to it. And it's just so solid. And I really liked the uh, Champagne Noir, you know, which I guess yep. this is what they that kind of. Yeah, they, they replaced did, it. Yeah. Replaced it with this. But man, it's just, it's such a solid cigar. Apparently, um, the only difference is they don't uh, champagne age it anymore. Mm. So it's the same same tobacco. It's not champagne barrel aged. Gotcha. What was, what was portrayed to me in the last room. So. Okay. Well, my last one is um, the Perdomo Habano Sungrown. Um, I've been smoking that thing like crazy, man. I come over and get the uh, the Epicures and whatnot, and I, I've really been smoking the uh, Perdomo Habano Sungrown quite a bit lately. And it's got that good good mix of flavors, the spice and everything to it, and I really I really like that. If if you're gonna go with a Sungrown Perdomo cigar. I would probably go with the Habano Sun Grown before I went with the uh, 10th Anniversary Reserve Sun Grown, but solid cigar. There you go. Well, very cool. Cool. Well, Nick, as we finish up, now, this is a Friday episode, but there were five Fridays this month. There were. So uh, coming up this next Friday, we'll be popping open the August box from MyMonthlyCigars.com. Yep. We're coming up on the uh, the first Friday of August where we will be opening up the uh the August My Monthly Cigars box. Which happens to be the pulpit it'll box. It'll be the pulpit box where it has four cigars that you and I picked. Two that I picked for you and two that you picked for me. So, again, probably four Connecticut's, but <laughs> whatever. And, you know uh, me too well. Yeah, so we'll be having Nick on uh, 
for that episode coming up here in a week. Yep. So uh, tell folks uh, what is my monthly cigars. Well, I'll let Pinky do that. Okay. Everybody likes it when Pinky does that. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! And then, Nick, as we finish up, uh, how do people reach out to us on the socials? So we're on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That is, of course, my page. We're also on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group, good group of people sharing what cigars they like and typically busting balls, so it's it's a fun time. Yeah, mainly mine lately, for I some mean, reason. you know, yeah. well, I wonder why. Feeling the brunt of the, uh, the, brunt of the attacks. I wonder why. <laughs> and then uh, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube. Cigarpulpit.com. And guys, make sure you get your questions in to us for uh, Tuesday's show on the Ask the Boys hotline. It's area code 863-874-0000. We need your questions to do the segment, so get your questions in. I think right now we're sitting on one question for Tuesday. So Those are rookie you know, numbers. we got to get those up. Got to get those questions in so we can, uh, we can uh, have a fun time on that segment. Absolutely. Well, again... Um, w- Dude, we really do appreciate you coming on. The story was just epic. It's and crazy, right? Zach, uh, I really do appreciate you coming on and talking about it. It you were uh, telling me this in the store. And I'm just sitting there and I finally said, Will you come on the show and talk about this? Yeah. It's a crazy story, man. Like I think it was sixty two hours from the time my appendix ruptured to the time that came out of my body. Dear God. Oh man. Um, Apparently, I was supposed to do that, and apparently, you're really not supposed to take airplane flights because the pressurization and depressurization is bad on the appendix. But I'm here to tell a ter- tale. I'm blessed. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an insane so insta- I mean, insane story, right? No, no. So we have our friend Dusty Slay who had a similar type medical incident. Yes, and he had to stand down for about a year on smoking cigars. Did they give you a restriction there uh, when you yeah, first happened, I or was this wasn't first happened? Wasn't allowed to smoke for three months. Wow. wow. Yeah. I didn't smoke a cigar for three months. I smoked, yeah. So, was, uh, I was a little cranky. I would imagine. Yes. So, so, what was yeah. the first cigar back? Honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> I think it's when we finally went to the lake that summer. Yeah. I smoked. I don't, but I honestly don't remember what I smoked. Gotcha. But we were also doing a little bit of boozing because <laughs> it's the lake, right? Exactly. exactly. It's the lake. Yeah. Well, well, very cool, yeah. Zach. We really do appreciate you taking time out well, to. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Chat with us, and yeah, we'll we'll circle up with you again another time. Yeah, let's do it again next time. We'll do it in person. Sorry, I couldn't make it today. Oh, no worries at all. Uh, no worries, we'll man. Do let's do it again, and next time I'll I'll be there in person. There you go. Good deal. Well, hey, thanks again. Hey, appreciate you guys. Have a great night. You too. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator, and that's Zach. Stay safe and stay smoky, everybody.